0: Uh, Before we uh, start the show today, uh, just a couple of announcements. Uh, One is a save the date I just got today. On Monday, 18 September, there is a public works committee. There's a a Wilmington City Council public works committee meeting at 5 p.m. But at 3.30 p.m., there's going to be a workers' rights rally outside the city building. Then people can go in and make comment. So if you're in a union, if you're not in a union, Get your friends that you work with, you know, come, whether you work at a coffee shop, whether you work at Home Depot, whether, whatever kind of work you do, talk to people and get involved in this. It'll be on Facebook. It might've been on Facebook and social medias today. I just got it. But anyway, Monday, September 18th, 2023, 3.30 downtown workers' rights rally before a public works committee meeting, which you will be able to give public comment at if you go. So that's a uh, that's something to think about. Uh, also something to think about is when you click on uh, wwwpatreon dot com slash the highlands bunker to listen to us, you can also click a a button to um, to give us a little bit of support, show us some love. Five, ten dollars a month would be would be helpful um, just so we can keep this thing going. So uh, without any further ado, uh, we'll get into it. Uh, tonight here in the Bunker, we have some old friends. We have uh, Super Producer Carl, uh, as always. We have Josh Whitaker, who's been on the show. And, and the reason they're here is because we're, we're, we're like... Um, we're coming into this sort of weird conspiracy sort of uh, situation. Because, I don't know about you guys, but for like two weeks now, I've been getting this, these weird questions popping up. Who is Dr. Monica Beard? Who the fuck is Monica? What that? What is that? Do you know Dr. Monica Beard? What is, what do you, what is that? And I'm like, i got to get the guys together because I, I think I know who that is. And, uh, yeah, I have been getting that question, but uh, I've basically been telling people that uh, friends and comrades uh, call her Nick. So, um, hi. How are you, Nick? Hi. <laughs> and
1: I will say if you can get Trey from Charles and you can get uh, Lumpy from
0: Bill. Bill.
1: Then I think you can get Nick from Monica. So. Well, we were
0: talking about the 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 uh, the judge in the uh, the Sam Waters trial is named like like Ernest and he goes by Pete or something. It was just, it doesn't make any sense. So um, the Monica and Nick, I get it. It makes perfect sense to me. But people are not used to it and they were completely flummoxed. And I, I made a joke about it just now, but like three different people. Get, sent me a t- They're like, is Monica Beard good? Who who is this? I'm like, dude, it's Nick Beard. You fucking dummy. <laughs> I've talked to her a million times. Well,
1: yes, please, um, to my friends and comrades, it is still Nick. So please feel free to still call me Nick.
0: Yes, and and I do understand. Obviously, for something uh, at this level, we got to go. We got to go serious, nameage, Um because uh, comrades and friends, uh, our friend Nick is going to be running in RD22. Uh, for the uh, rep seat, uh, and it was just announced, I guess, officially today. Is that right?
1: Yes. We, as we are recording this, we announced earlier today.
0: Cool. Well, let's do this because we've talked about like some specialty stuff with you before, but let's just run down sort of like the the lay of the land and what you're looking to do. Um, last, I guess it was last cycle, um, Mike Smith, who's the Republican rep in that district. Um, only won by 140 b- votes um, Guillermina Gonzalez came razor close um, and you know she ran a great campaign and we have somebody there who's who's Mike Smith I mean you know we'll talk about that later we'll put him to one side for now um, so can you talk a little bit about Hokesson and the surrounding area what you think you can bring to the role and some of the issues you mentioned like in your uh, in your first video about just generally what why you're running and what you think you can do
1: yeah absolutely so i will obviously say that uh, rd22 includes my native hokestan but i do not want to start any internal district feuding it would also include parts of newark and even parts that would have wilmington as their mailing address um but i think for all of you and in my in the recording studio with me, there are 3 died in dyed-in-the-wool Wilmingtonians. Um, it, it's definitely out a little more towards the suburbs, uh, over towards the Pennsylvania line, a little bit towards Newark. And so I think like a lot of people over the last few years, I became more and more interested in what was going on at the state level. I think specifically when I'm thinking about my decision to run, the Dobbs decision was really a big influence for me. And I'm someone who's always been really interested, as you mentioned, in issues, in policy. And I really started thinking about what is really important to me. And as things change more and more at the federal level, I just thought it was so important that we have representation in RD22 that I think reflects where the district is on a whole range of issues. And so I spent a long time saying, you know what, I'd really love someone who was great on women's rights, great on common sense gun laws to run. And you can only say someone should run for so long until people start telling you, you know, if you're so passionate about the need to have a candidate, you should really run. Um, And so I decided that my son was a little bit older and that it felt like it was really time to put my hat in the ring um, and let voters in the district really... Discuss what our values are, what's important to us, and to run.
0: You use that phrase in in the video, in the announcement, Hokesson values in a positive light, bringing Hokesson values to Dover. Now it didn't ring great in my ear as a lifelong Wilmingtonian, <laughs> but but I will say this: I do understand it was it's not for me. You know, it's not like it's not meant for me. It's meant as it's 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 a it's a messaging thing, sort of to, to, to connote something different. What where'd that come from, and how do you how when some if somebody would ask you, what do you mean, and values? What does that mean?
1: So I will say there is a little bit of a stereotype around Wilmingtonians that we are a little bit square out in RD twenty two. I mean,
0: yes, that's true.
1: We do not have a lot of uh, young bucks like Car- producer Carl over there. It is very family oriented. It's a lot of people with young kids. It's a lot of working families and a lot of the things that i think wilmington people might say that they find frustrating about the suburbs are things i love about it i love that there are front yards where my son can play t-ball i love that he can ride his bike around i love that uh, there's a thriving used bookstore i love the fact that it's really a place where people are really family oriented And I would say certainly in my 20s, I would have said that was the part of growing up in Hocaston that would drive me a little nuts. But now that I'm a mom, it's something that really matters to me. And I think those focus on family, on the open spaces, and on community building is something that really makes the district what it is.
0: Let's focus on the reproductive rights part and women's rights, because I think think we can dive into something uh, that's going to be important here. I think a lot of people I mean they certainly understand the Dobbs decision very bad. They certainly understand what's going on in other states that that women's uh rights are at risk. It's already happened. Um you know people have gotten sick, people have had to leave state uh after rapes and kids have had to do that to get abortions. It's crazy. But but in Delaware, you know, it is some, it, it, it seems pretty settled, at least the abortion part of it. And, you know, generally the, the, the way of the state is, is fairly decent on women's issues. Decent, I'll say. Not great. Decent. And so some might say, well, I, I don't know where that fits in, but let's remember the representative there now is a Republican representative. Does this person have any problem with, say, Supreme Court decisions? You know, does this person, does this person think that we're, what I just described in Delaware, being on the right path is, um, is correct and wants to keep going down that path? You know, so I think what the Dobbs decision should teach everybody is that um, you always have to, the fight's never over, even if it looks like it's over.
1: Yeah, exactly. I think there was really a sense for a lot of people for a long time that because there were these protections at the national level, that it didn't necessarily matter what one or two votes were doing in Dover. And obviously now we can see how much they make a difference. I'm certainly not going to speak for my opponent, um, but I know I was really disappointed when last year HB 31, which was a vote to decriminalize self-managed abortion, was something that he voted against, when in reality we're seeing in other states people are very much being prosecuted for self-managed abortions.
0: Yeah, I, 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 think, I think it's obviously everybody knows what my stance on it is. I'm pretty militant about um, th- that kind of thing, and so I'm, I'm happy to, I'm, I'm happy that you're bringing it sort of to the table and let people answer for what they think. You know, I think a lot of times um, Republicans and reactionaries, even Democratic uh, corporate reactionaries in the Democratic Party in the state, are able to like fly under the radar um, because we don't have those arguments here really. Um, the, the real sort of The fringe arguments, they don't have to make those. They don't have to defend them. So make them defend it. You know, make them say, this is what I think. I think everybody should have a gun. I think abortion should be illegal. I think it's wrong. I'm going to try to chip away at it still, even though we're in Delaware, et cetera. So I I welcome that kind of stuff.
1: And I was so excited to see HB 110 introduced this year, which would have allowed for insurance coverage of abortion procedures, for Medicaid coverage of abortion procedures. And I was disappointed um, that it did not get through the House this year. So very much hoping that's something that will get through next year. Uh, But I can promise that I would be a vote for that legislation.
0: I just want to touch on gun reform briefly. Um, I got it. I I had a little back and forth with a uh, with a mom's demand activist uh, a week or two ago. And it went actually pretty well, even though it was on like social media. And really, what it came down to is this idea that um, for someone like me with my politics, the gun reform debate is like the you know I, I, I'm I'm I support all of the the gun rules and regulations. I support permit to purchase and all of the training stuff and all of that. Um, I just don't know if I would prioritize the issue. Um. And I think that that clouds people's judgment in other areas, too, because we get bogged down in, like, a very contentious issue. But you did you did name it as a priority, and I think that's fair enough. Um, but I just wanted to get your thoughts on it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I will say that I come from a background of domestic violence advocacy. And so this is something that I would say I hear a lot from survivors. I remember meeting with a survivor who went through a long list of all the ways that they had fallen through the cracks of the system and all the ways that the system had really failed them. But what they said to me was, I really believe if my abuser had had been able to access a firearm, that I would be dead. And so when we look at the Bruin decision and all these decisions that are happening, which really look at domestic violence in a, I'm going to say, very anti-feminist context um, and the effect that has on guns, I think it makes a big difference. I think that in a society where one in three women are going to encounter domestic violence, I can understand that that's not your priority, but I can see why women really have this as something close to their hearts.
0: Yeah, no. Again, and I'll be clear about this. I I support all of the all the legislation that I've seen and I've talked to people at Moms Demand and different activists and advocates on it. I support all that. I think um, while it's not a huge, you know, leftist priority, I like there to be. You know stricter regulations so that people that are in abusive situations are not at at that kind of risk so people don't have guns lying around because it's a huge tool i mean i think it's the largest uh, method of suicide in the in the country if you have a gun in your house you know it's actually you have a better chance of being killed than fighting someone off so all of these things together mean that that we, we should we should be regulating this very very uh strongly now again, I think I was that, but, that, just gonna say like
1: yeah. it helps our coalition when people have different areas that they have expertise in and different priorities. I admit I'm someone whose instinct would be very pro-environment, um, but I will admit I haven't taken a science class since high school, and so a lot of the details of carbon and energy is something that I'm really learning. And so I am so grateful for the people who are super passionate about that because we need all sorts, don't we? Yeah,
0: we do. And as a matter of fact, this this is a this is a good segue into like a, a more sort of like um, philosophical or ideological discussion because there was a—I I asked some people on the internet for questions and I said I would ask you the questions if they were good questions and uh, a couple of them were bad questions so we won't we 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 won't ask those but I'll explain to you what. I'll explain to you why they're bad questions, in my opinion, and, and get your take on it.
1: This is him, not me. I think there's no such thing as bad questions as the mom of a
0: three-year-old. Well, look, I will say that it was, a, it was an anonymous poster, uh, Crispus uh, addicts. Um, look it up, folks. Uh, first Casualty to Revolutionary War, I think. Um, the two questions, I'll put them together, were like, what would be your first... You know legislation or what committees would you want to be on? They were like the two, the the two uh, bookend questions, and they're both sort of like I don't care, because as you as I, what you just said is we're looking to build a coalition within the Democratic Party in Dover. That, as you said, you don't know a lot about the environmental issues, but you know that they're important, and you know who knows the right stuff. You know what I mean? And I don't know a lot about um, particular. Um, domestic violence and women's issues But I know you, know you know all that stuff And so we should we should, I think we need to draw the focus away From what's the first bill You're going to put your name to Because number one We all know how it works They're all stupid anyway Nobody's going to let you pass something The first time you're there It doesn't work like that I mean m- maybe you could And maybe it does signal What your priorities are But I'm not interested in, in, a, in a token
1: yeah, although I will say that I have found that there is really good, I don't want to use the word nerdy, um, because I think that's sometimes derogative, but I have been really impressed in some of the work that can be done in issues that maybe aren't the sexy issues, um, but are really important things. I understand that working on unemployment insurance um, might not be the most exciting thing, but it is something that makes a difference. So I would say that a lot of the bills that I was really proud to work on in a professional context this year were things that maybe weren't showstoppers, but really were things that came from domestic violence survivors' lived experiences. Um, And I found that the more complicated a bill is, um, the more likely it is to pass because it seems like things that are very in the details and in the weeds.
0: So the question that, and well, and the and the question that I he, he he did pose, I assume it's a he, the anonymous, the the the, the We name. make
1: no assumptions as to a gender binary or non-binary he, here at the podcast. Yeah, it's right?
0: true. That's true. I was going to say that because the name, the uh, you know, the pseudonym was a man, it does not necessarily mean the poster was a man. But it was on Delaware Liberal, so let's be honest. I mean, it's ninety-nine percent something like that. Um. If you had to name a, a state elected official, legislator, that you admire and why and how, and, 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 maybe, and maybe think like you would fit into the legislator um, sort of and, and be the kind of uh, representative or senator that this person is, is there somebody in mind that you're like, wow, that person's really um, a strong legislator, stands their ground, gets a lot of stuff done, et cetera, whatever it might be? Um, do you, do you, Is there anybody you can point to?
1: Yeah. So I will say what I find is always helpful is a legislator who is really in the weeds and in the details. Um, and I will say that I can list ones that I agree with on a lot, but I can also list ones who sometimes I bad at. So I will shout out, for example, Representative Sean Lin, um, who I certainly don't agree with on everything, but find that when I go into detail with him on the weeds, he will be someone who is very aware of each section. I would say in the Senate, um, that would be Senator Kyle Evans gay, who really just narrows in on specific sections of understanding, has a sense of where bills come from. I would definitely consider myself someone who really likes to dig into very
0: specific parts of legislation. Fair enough. So we gotta talk about it. We, we we gotta talk about and maybe you don't need to talk about it. Josh is here. Josh can talk about it. Oh boy.
2: Well, I, I will w- I will say uh the Delaware liberal thread uh, puck had a good uh, question at the very end. Well,
0: okay, I haven't okay. seen it, so you you go ahead and ask it.
2: All right. Well, okay. Because I, so, I just I, I was
0: setting up here and I haven't I had not seen it.
2: All right. Uh, so puck says uh, she is a graduate of two of Delaware's top private schools, and her husband was presumably educated overseas. So I would like to know her approach to public schools, especially on issues like equity and funding. Uh, yeah, that's a great question, yeah. Puck.
1: Yeah, so I I will say that I was not consulted in the decision to send me to independence. Um, I I am a graduate um, of independence as a middle schooler and Tatnaw as a high schooler. Um, But after that, I did go to public universities. And in fact, I went to a university where everyone from Ireland went for free, including my husband, who very much comes from a working class Irish background. And so... I think that I want to be kind to my parents um, who had a very specific perspective on what they were looking for in my education while recognizing that we didn't have the same understanding as we do now about the way institutional racism influences a lot of those decisions, the way that, the way that. I really think that as someone who went to independence in Tattnall, I lost out by not having that diverse experience and lost out by not having that perspective of the greater Wilmington. And so when I'm making decisions both as a parent and as a legislator, I think it is really important to recognize that there are very specific reasons why parents who are able to not deal with hunger or to deal with any kind of trauma, are really able to be a lot more supportive. And every child, every child deserves to be funded in a school where they know that they're going to have enough to eat, where they know that if they have trauma, it's going to be dealt with. And all of that is incredibly important. So I would say that would really influence my worldview for sure, particularly on education. And I will say that I felt that growing up in the 90s, schools, including Schools like Independence and Tatenau did not have the understanding of trauma that schools do now. And I think that's really essential.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I I have a similar experience. Um, you know, I went to parochial schools and then St. Mark's. So not not quite as fancy, but um, but I remember. Uh, but I I remember touring when I have two younger brothers. So there was a point in our elementary school where we left one parochial school and went to another. But in that transition, my parents sort of looked at a bunch of different options yeah. and um, looked at independence. Now I don't remember this. This is a little piece of trivia. When I don't remember what year this must have been, I must have been in about sixth or seventh grade. So this is probably like eighty mid 80s mid to late 80s um my i think it was independence to that still had corporal punishment in the 80s and my my dad was like no one's no one's hitting my kid but me one of those kind of deals actually he barely ever hit us but but yeah is that was that true was that still true do you know or am i mis? mis i I will point out
2: both me and uh, nick were born in the mid 80s so uh you know
0: Right. Well, that's why I didn't know if there was stories. I, I would assume that that didn't carry in too much longer into the 90s. But this would have been, yeah, like this would have been like 87, 88.
1: I want to make sure that I provide a compassionate perspective because I do feel that I got a wonderful education and in independence. I do think and I can only compare it to the experience I had. That I wish there had been the same understanding as trauma instead of teaching issues as discipline issues that could be cured through harsh discipline.
0: That's fair enough. But I I, I mean, I had the same experience, too, just from a social aspect. Um, you know, when, when I got to university, I was like, oh, there's all these different people I never met before. Like, I'm sure I met I'm sure I met Jewish people at, when I was in high school. But like, you don't see them not going to St. Mark's, are they? You know, they're not going to St. Anthony's, you know, and so like I go to the University of Delaware and I'm like, oh, the world's full of all kinds of different people I never met before. It's probably not the best. It, pro- it was not good for that part. And I, and I agree with you, too. I, I feel like I got a very I was prepared for university at St. At, at, at Mark's. I feel like I got a, the education that my parents paid for. And so I was I, I you know, I have nothing bad to say about that. But certainly I was not socially prepared. Um, to, to go to the University of Delaware. I can't imagine how it is for, for students that go to um, uh, don't go to co-ed high schools like the Sally's and, and, and Padua and, and, and those things. I don't know how they th- – those kids must be have real problems. I mean, I hate to say it, but I, I, just, just knowing how difficult it was for me.
1: Well, I will say that I went to university with a lot of – and almost all, all schools in Ireland are single sex, so it was certainly an interesting experience being in freshman dorms. With a lot of people who were experiencing co-ed education for the first time.
0: Well, the reason I was throwing it to you, I don't know how much you want to mention it, but I, I know you, well, Josh, you know that uh, a couple of months ago, I found out that Mike Smith has a podcast, Mike would Up. And I was like, I'm not listening to that garbage. But, you know, Bill's a glutton for punishment.
1: I, I will say that the production values are excellent.
0: I'm glad Carl's not no, here to hear that. I, I'm glad Carl's not fucking. No, here to
1: you know hear what? That. As a constituent, I've definitely listened to some episodes and the production values are really excellent. And you know what? In this day and age, you have to be creative to communicate with constituents.
0: Is that what he's doing? Uh, uh, you know what? You're just suspicious. These, these are very suspicious answers you're giving me. You're not going to go. You're not going to go full full board. That's why I'm going to Josh I, because I know. You're, no,
1: you know what? I, I wouldn't. do... But I think sometimes as a state rep, you got to try something different and you got to try something new. And you know what? I'm. I think as things go, deciding that you're going to communicate through podcasts, I would say perhaps you're the last person <laughs> to be condemning that, Rob. First, of I all, think you bought it. Here's into why this I'm
0: Here's here's what I correct. No, that's correct. The reason. Uh, Is is because I think it's I I think what you're saying is correct. I I think what I do is very plainly like what it is like. I I don't I don't I'm not I'm I'm doing propaganda, but I'm telling you it's propaganda. Like I'm telling you I couldn't be more clear about what the fucking point of all of this is.
1: I don't understand why that's not the uh, subtitle of the podcast.
0: It might be. I mean, it might be the title of this episode. But my prop, my issue with my issue with Mike Smith's podcast, and I don't know. I only know what I've been told secondhand because I'm not listening to that garbage. Unless i Oh, on.
1: come on, Rob! You got to listen to. I'm a big fan of. You got to listen to have your own opinion.
0: No, uh, because I, be, because I think it's all about you know his friend who's starting a small business, and all it's it's just it's just reactionary propaganda, and that's fine if you like. I I would rather listen to Lauren Whitsky do reactionary propaganda. At least I know what I'm getting. I don't find it very. I, it's it's insidious because it's nasty, nasty stuff. But at least it's honest. What you're getting, I find. I I, I find the idea that through the idea of constituent communication, you're going to get your your nefarious little ideologies out. I don't like that. And that's why I want to go on the show and have a debate. But he won't debate me. He's afraid.
1: Well, um, I think that, have you invited him here? You know what? I don't know if we have or not. I feel like it's not fair to expect him to host you if you're not willing to host him.
2: I am willing to host him. That's right. Might be a good idea to have like a neutral ground. That's a good idea, too.
1: Podcasters of Delaware, Rob is searching for neutral ground.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he can he can bring in any, he he can he can bring in any, uh, you know, he can choose the like the the uh, the the facilitator. I don't care.
2: It could be a two parter, one uh, on his feed and the other on yours. Yeah, I don't.
0: I care. I would be so
1: curious to know the overlap of your audiences. I well zero.
2: Say. I'm sure it's zero. Well, There's one,
0: ah, <laughs> <laughs> Josh. <laughs> And Bill,
1: but you know what? It could be it could be publicity for both of you. So yeah, I, I just
0: I, you know, I I I think the thing that's the couple of things that I've heard, and again, you 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 make a good point, Nick. I, I have never listened to it, um, but but yeah, there's like you know, uh, you know, they have their Smith family meeting, I guess, and we had to listen to that, and we had to listen to uh, you know, who's starting a uh, you know, hamburger stand. Um, you know, who's, who's a job creator because they hired three kids at minimum wage. Um, am I missing anything here? I mean, am I, am I wrong on this? Like, I'm, I'm only looking at you, Jasper, because Um, I feel like you have a better, you could tell me that I'm off base.
2: You're, you're not, uh, you're not wrong. There's lots of sports talk, which, uh, I'm not a big sports guy. I mean, that's, I mean, that's kind of cliche, but that's fine. So I can't really comment one way or the other if it's interesting or not the sports stuff because it's all boring to me. So um...
1: I will say that I think we uh, need fewer podcasts based from a Dallas Cowboys fan perspective here in <laughs> this,
0: Delaware. Christ, this guy! I mean, for no other reason, you got to vote for Nick to get this guy. Da- I mean, Dallas Cowboys fan, get him out! My parents met at an Eagles game. Folks, that's the best that's the best thing you can say right there. We got a we got an Eagles fan running against a Dallas fan. I mean, come on folks, let's get with the program.
1: But you know what, I do think that it's an interesting mix in local politics and that people want to know who you are and get a sense of you and your values. And I apparently not everyone is a politics nerd. I say this in a room followed by politics nerd. But I think people are trying to get a sense to their constituents as who they are.
0: Yeah. No. I I think that that's right, and I think that that's actually. Yeah. I mean, if if people take it as this guy's trying to this this guy's has a media presence and he's doing him he's doing a media presence, and he's trying to slip in like his ideology and his stuff and and his uh, you know. What he he how he thinks everybody's stupid and he's the only smart guy and all that stuff like I I, I don't know I, I don't like it and and I, I'm willing to listen to it though you've talked me into it I'm gonna tomorrow I'm inviting him on right. the show uh I'm I, he can have any he can have his friend you he might He'll, listen to this one we invite him right now yeah I'm sure he is air. listening to this one Mike
1: I'm sure he's not he's got he will because he's, you're, he's got 3 kids. I'm sure he is a lot more important. Yes, he has he, has, he has an
0: hour every week to talk to his buddy
2: about the Phillies game. Also he does a lot of running uh, and burpees, so You
1: yeah. know what? And I will say I total admiration for someone who has 3 kids and still manages to get great workouts in. I feel like I know, you know what? Fair. It's hard being a working parent and I will say Josh will be the first to tell you, I have real instincts towards, I'll just take that extra rape crisis shift instead. I'll just answer emails at 11 p.m. You know, work-life balance is really hard. So, you know what? It seems like working out is his self-care. Rock on.
0: Mike, Nick and Josh have, have really, have they, they've jumped to your defense here. And I'm sorry for everything that I've, I've said and all of my judgments without, you know, listening to your stuff. It's so very sorry. I'm glad that you have, I'm glad the production value is good. Um, I don't know if you've ever interviewed, you know, the AG or Leo Strine or Dave Weigel or, you know, Richard White. But yeah, Josh Whitaker. Josh Whitaker. Have you ever interviewed Josh Whitaker? Um, yeah, so I maybe we just do, I, I, I think the thing is, maybe we just do different stuff. And we need to come together as a podcasting community and try to find common ground. We need to reach across the the sure s m seven b's and and try to find common ground um we're not going to find common ground i can I can tell you that but i would i would like to talk to the guy for real like break the break character a little bit. I think it would be neat um you know to do like a crossover and just like get but i don't here's the have thing have you
1: ever had a republican on yes
0: or- uh, yes, actually, uh, I'm, our record is our record is one for one. We had uh, Anthony Del Colo in here, and he proceeded to get his his, his shit kicked out of the uh, the Senate. Um, and and we had the we had a we had a big argument. A lot of it got cut out because uh, Carl said it was boring. Um, but yeah, I have. But the, here, here's here's the Carl issue. not know this is for policy nerds. Uh, but it wasn't policy. It was just me telling him it was whatever. But here's here's the issue. Here's why I don't think the uh, the 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 miked up. Highlands Bunker Summit will ever occur because what Mike is trying to do is exactly what you said. He's trying to create a character for himself that he can present to his constituents. That he's a family guy. He took his kid to the Phillies. He ran. Okay, I
1: that isn't I. You know what? Is that what she I think Mike Smith is a wonderful your father. That's your
0: spin on it. I think. That's my spin. Oh, I. I mean, I, I, I haven't. I, I think I've been very clear that, that this is my spin, right? Right. But that's
2: not what she said. That's that what you're saying. Is, yeah, well, no. you said. Yeah. You said
0: you I thought you said something like it's a it's a it's a useful way. It's an
2: outreach for him.
0: Yeah, it's an out Correct. Okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll use the word outreach. So he's doing it as an outreach so that people can
2: see what kind of guy. He's. You're you're that's, putting us in a very weird spot where we have to <laughs> defend our political opponent. Okay. Well, here's I here's believe
1: what I'm gonna my do. political opponent is, is, is a wonderful father. This is
0: this is a perfect this is a perfect time to have this conversation. I'm tired of this stuff. We just finished a, um, a, a legislative session two, two weeks ago or whatever. The end of which did not paint anybody in glory, I think we can say. Um, everybody looked pretty bad. Everybody that I care about, anyway. And the biggest reason I think they looked bad is because I think they're not up to it. I don't think they understand what they're going down there to do. And I'll give you an example. What happened at the end of the session? <clears throat> the suburban, you know, the, the the Mike Ramones of the world and the Mike Smiths. They live. I think they're 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 aren't they? They're, they're, uh, they're, they yeah, touch ma- each other. Neighboring. They're yeah. neighboring. They're Jason. Shout adjacent. out to my next door district. Yes, there's Mike, Mike Ramone and Mike Smith. They they held the bond bill
2: hostage and walked out. So be- that so to be that, clear, because it requires two thirds vote, correct? And there aren't enough Democrats to right. Pass so it some some
0: some Republican votes were going to be required to pass the bond bill, uh, because of the nature of the bond bill. And so because they couldn't, because Schwarzkopf and then old leadership couldn't whip the votes for the fucking Seaford LLC bill, that was not going to be considered by the Senate this term anyway. They walked out. And then Ramon said something stupid like, we're going to give all the money back to
2: taxpayers or something. All the bonds, which is like Whatever. going to things like schools and, and yeah. clean water and Correct. things like that.
0: So, when, so he, you hit the nail on the head. For somebody like me, I see that and say, we got him. We're going to fucking put our boot on these guys' neck. This is when we do it. This is politics. This is when we be sp- sp- it on them. And we ride or die. Because it it sets up a very obvious situation. They're not going to fund the state. Because they want the House to pass a rule so that non-entities can vote in Seaford. And we're not going to do it. Fuck you. We'll run, we'll run, we'll go to in the middle of July. And once we've pounded you and pounded you and pounded you into the fucking dust. We'll have the new speaker call a special session. The Senate did it. For the Kathy v Kathy thing, when Kathy got uh, convicted, right? Call a special session in August. Who cares? And then vote for the bond bill. Then, but nobody, nobody had the had the fortitude, the 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 drive, or to, to, they didn't have the fight in them. I read a great friend of mine, Eric Morrison, send a big email out. I read every word of it. I don't agree with any of it. Because it's not about capitulating every time something you have to, what are you willing to risk? If you're not willing to risk a fight that's so obvious and so clear I guess what I'm trying to say is I'm getting very disenchanted with this whole process. Yeah. No. And and so I'm I, I don't like this idea like we're not going to say this is where this guy's bad. This is what we're trying to change. And because I I, I need people who are up for who are up for it
1: so there was a lot to what you just said and did i, I, did I explain why
0: i'm did i explain yeah, I no, think I, why I, yeah, I think you explained
1: i think me. you did and i will say that as a constituent of district 22 i was really disappointed in that decision it did not make sense to me why my representative prioritized getting this seaford charter change something that i think is actively harmful to our concept of democracy here in America over passing the bond bill, which does really important things. I work in nonprofits. I know that grant aid makes a massive difference to people's lives. I am really, really, really disappointed that he looked at it and made that calculation, that that was more important than passing them. But what I do think is that I can say that that is deeply not what I wanted my representative to do. And an action that I really disagree with, and still say that I think it is totally irrelevant that we don't need to we don't need to impugn who he is as a father or a husband or member of the community.
0: Yeah, and I and I hope I wasn't. Yeah, I, I, and I hope that wasn't what I was trying to do. I guess I was just trying to set a line of demarcation. You know, he he seems like a fine person. Like I I have I have no, uh, you know, I'm not looking to like. Uh, impugn his, like, personal integrity or anything. I'm just telling you that his politics are atrocious. And if we don't well, start there, picking... Well, there's
2: a reason we're in this race.
0: Y- yeah. yeah. And I don't think... I don't... I guess I... That's a great question. Because this is a this is a balancing act, right? The reason you're in this race is because you know that as a representative you're disappointed and his politics are bad. Yeah. But when we are asked if his politics are bad, you can't really say anything because you don't want to start a fight.
1: No, I and I think that I just clearly said that I really, really disagreed with that decision. That is not the vote I would have taken. There are plenty of other votes that I am happy to point to as votes I wouldn't have taken, and I really disagree with walking out.
0: Yeah, of course, and and that's the ideological problem, right, is that on some people want to fund schools and nonprofits and do grant aid, and some people want the guy who owns the the McDonald's on Route 13 and Seaford to vote. They're the two sides. Somebody's got to decide if they're going to stand up for something or they're going to say, you know, governing's hard. You got to make hard choices. You got to, you know, what are you going to do? Sorry. Yeah, I mean, I understand why people were pissed off about that. And I'm just using that as an example because I think pe- I think. For somebody like me or people who are listening to this they want to know they can count on somebody when it, when it goes down like we can talk about the, the the different details and bills you want to get into and and how you want to do your work on a day-to-day basis and I think that's very important but the fact of the matter is you're going to get to, you're going to get to, to, to pass or, or co-sponsor a few different things and work some things through some committees and work on that stuff that's great the problem is when push comes to shove, there's going to be big decisions to make that might not even be decisions that have anything to do with anything you worked on. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know what, you know, I, not every Democrat works on the bond bill and, and the grant aid. And so they're just like, well, that's not my thing. This isn't my thing. Like, there's 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 people who have no sort of like, no, their name's not on it. This is why I disagreed with the idea of like, what's going to be your first bill you sponsor? Who gives a shit? I don't care if your name's on on any piece of paper. I want to know when there's gonna when there's gonna be a real fight for something, and somebody's gonna hold something hostage and really want to really really want to, to to get into it. You know, who can we who can we count on to do it, and who's gonna run away? And I think that this this the end of this session was a good example of that. And and that's what disappointed me was that look. I can be disappointed in Mike Smith or Mike Ramone or or Richardson or uh, whatever. Like I can be disappointed. You're always going to be disappointed, disappointed in them. They're not good. They don't believe in the things we believe.
1: Breaking news. Democrats (laughs) do not agree with
0: Republicans. Yeah. So it doesn't. So the idea of just saying, like, yeah, let's fight these guys until we win you know i'm i'm actually i don't care i, I it's funny I, I i was preparing for this and getting the the uh, the questions off of off the internet and just thinking about what I was going to talk about and all I kept, kept thinking about was like are we, are we going to are we going to get a little are we going to get a little fire fired up and and a little fight in us or not because for the last few for the last few electoral cycles people have come in here and i've gotten very excited most of them you know wfp people and, and others and a- after this after this session i don't know if any of them are worth a fucking damn and and i and i and i feel like my role now is to suss out uh which ones are good and which ones aren't because i'm getting you know what i mean like i i don't i don't see any reason why that just happened a couple weeks ago should have never happened well,
1: I will make my pitch that if we had too fewer Republicans, it wouldn't have happened. It wouldn't have happened.
0: Correct. So, folks, if you if you were as pissed off as I was about that uh, about that that circus move, I mean, I guess I'm a little just a little bit owned. You look at these guys like Ramon. And you're like, dude, we just got owned by that guy so hard. He owned us so hard.
1: Yeah, and I I read the quotes that he said to reporters, and I was really disappointed at some of the perspective that was used. I was really disappointed that he referenced cupcakes and Skittles instead of the reality, which is the reason there is less a minority caucus is because the voters of Delaware, the majority of them, do not agree with those policies and do not agree with it. And to me, there is something really disappointing about looking at it as we are entitled to party favors instead of looking at it as we are the minority party and perhaps should listen to the voters about this.
0: Yeah, and it's not even that. I mean, they're not going to do that. But what I think what you hit on is is exactly right, I think, is when somebody comes out and says that and says, Uh, you're just looking for candy you're just looking for a handout like actually we're not here's what it funds here's what you're taking away and we'll have that we'll have that argument right now we'll talk about it right now but we didn't right we didn't say that he said something about skittles and candy and giving the money back and a day later it's over that's my that's my real issue because let's be honest and maybe you guys can speak to this. I know you both follow Leg Hall very closely. He just said, like in, in in great detail. What did we do this session?
1: Medicaid funding
0: for doulas. Medicaid funding is for doulas is great, and I and I talked to Shanae in here about it. But you have to, you you must know that that's a That's a that's, a, that's very small niche.
1: It is. Um... I think part of the problem is that is the, some of that is the niche where I spend most of my time.
0: Correct. And that's what I'm trying. Yeah. Uh, perfect. Because this is why I was bringing up the gun thing, too. And this is why I said very clearly that I think it's the, the idea of which committees you could be on if you could pick is a fucking stupid question. Because I'm not looking for Do they pe- get to pick or do they just decide? Of course. Of course not. This is why these hypotheticals are silly. They're silly questions. They're silly, folks. We're not going to ask them here. Uh, uh, Joint Finance Committee. That's the one I was Right. Say. Well <laughs> right. Of course. Yeah, all the good ones. Um Yeah, I I mean, it doesn't it doesn't matter. Anything we were talking about uh last week with Paul Blessed. We were talking about about I heard that podcast thought it was really interesting. Oh, thank you. Um we were talking about um Sherry Darcy Walker's Bill. I think it was Sherry Darcy Walker. It was Sherry to, Darcy to, Walker. To, to, to stop sure. the LLC, 189. To stop, yeah. stop non entities from voting anywhere in any municipality in the state, and I think I said something like, "That won't that won't see the light of day for 10 years, and it won't." I mean, we can we all know that. So the fact that she put her name to it and she voted against, um, she she still voted against the LLC bill. Good for her. That's great. It's 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 literally has almost no impact on anything. Now again, three sessions from now, maybe it'll see a house vote, or maybe who knows.
1: You seem but, in a really cynical place, though.
0: Right? But here's the thing: is it cynical? What do do you think it'll come up with in ten years? I mean, it took us uh, fifteen years to pass marijuana legalization. I mean, do you think? Uh, do you really? Th- I mean, do you think we're 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 lighting the world on fire with what the legislature is doing well, compared I- to? Uh, Minnesota or compared to
2: uh, Wisconsin? I, I will say this. I mean, when I first started in 2016, you know, I think the fact that the bill failed the first go around and then it only passed because the, the, the Republicans held the bond bill hostage, you know, I think that's because, uh, you know, the former speaker now, uh, you know, he was kind of losing his caucus like six years ago, eight years ago when I first started. You know that bill would have passed, you know, without much of a fa- much fanfare, you know. But now it's failing on the floor. It can only pass because, you know, the Republicans put a gun to the you know the bond so bill's in, head. So in
0: six years, we were able to get to a point where it only passes because they held the bond bill up for hostage. I mean, come on, dude. It's not nothing. I, no, it's not nothing. But I think I think it gives me every reason to point out and in and, and, and a maybe it's a little bit cynical. A little bit. But it, but I mean, you know, nothing, nothing you say as a as a challenger now and you get elected and then you're going to nothing you say about what you what, na- what what's the first bill you want to put your name on as a primary sponsor is going to is going to do anything. I, I I just do not believe it. It will give people an indication of what issues are most important to you and what you're prioritizing. I think that's important, and we talked about that. But, but people, people, wor- people th- worry about, uh, you know, what bill, what, what bill's doing this? What bill? We, when push comes to shove, we need people who are going to step up. And I don't care if your name's on the bill. I don't care if you sit in the committee or you don't sit in the committee. Everybody knows what's going on here. And I'm just, I'm, I'm tired of having arguments about the fucking minutia. When we get owned by Mike Ramone at the end of the day. I, don't, I, I we, we have to figure out how to not get owned by Mike Ramone.
2: Shout out to uh, Frank Burns who's running against Mike Ramone. Shout
0: out Frank Burns. But I feel like we need to strategize. The strategy should be. How do we make sure we don't get owned by these guys? In, in before we figure out like, oh, we're going to, we're going to create a program that's going to help people. It's good, it addresses an issue, but it's so narrow, it just, it, it, it doesn't, it, it, you know, it, 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 everybody uh, pats themselves on the back about doing something that's good, that's narrow, and then getting owned at the end of the session. I don't like that. I use, The example I use, you might have heard me use it before, when Colleen Davis was here as the treasurer. She said, we have this program where we were able to squirrel money away to divert it so that adults who age out of foster care can get um, scholarships, can get rental assistance, can get all of this stuff,
1: which I, is which is fucking great. Yeah, and I, as someone who volunteers with the Office of the Child Advocate, I can give you so many statistics about how foster children are some of the most incredibly vulnerable people in our society. I
0: absolutely agree. Absolutely agree. And I told her, I said, this sounds incredible. I said, my one concern is that You're touting this. Let's go back and look how many um, children, how many people, how many adults aged out of the foster care system in Delaware in the last 10 years. And it's like 40, 40 people. Now, for those 40 people, I'm not saying it's bad. It's obviously incredible, and we should continue. We should do it for everybody, really. But the idea that we can sit here and pretend like, we're going to pat ourselves in the, on the back for giving this benefit to forty people who absolutely should have it, when really we're just run, we're just getting owned every year by the corporate cabal who runs the state. I think we have to we have to change the whole the whole discussion about how we're we're doing this. Do you know what I mean? I I, I just I, I I especially because and it's still like just two weeks out. It's hard to talk about some of this stuff when you're like, yeah, well, you're just going to get to the end and fucking something's going to happen. You know what I mean? And people are upset.
1: Yeah, and people are upset, but I wouldn't be running if I didn't think that an extra vote who cares deeply about these issues didn't matter. And all we can do as people who care about equality and fairness in Delaware can say – we have to do it all at once. We have to run for election. We do have to work for the small victories because, you know what, if there's <laughs> if there's one kid who experienced sexual abuse who gets the support to build their lives that they wouldn't have had, that makes such a difference. You know, for that person, it really does. You have to do all of it at once. Keep building the electorally, keep chipping away and supporting people, and keep working on building these big bills. I have to believe that we can do all of that
0: simultaneously. Yeah, no, that's true. I mean, that's that's, you know, I'm focusing on the failure because that's just my
2: because you're cynical.
0: Correct. But I I, I will say, you know, that's yes. Yeah, I guess if that's if the idea is that I'm that I'm focusing on the failure is cynical. Yeah. But I mean, I do again. But you can't run
1: for office if your head is in the failure. You run for office because your head is in this I could change something. And I will say that the important thing you mentioned is the numbers. And it, so it seems like, listen, we are out of session for a bit. And so the most important thing we can do right now is build numbers. That's what you can do for the next six months before session starts. Then there's new leadership. I, I guess we'll see what that is. I'll, I, like everyone else, will be watching for the sidelines um, for the 2024 session. But the best thing we can do is build numbers, and if not, you support me, we not can Not just
2: that. Uh, through electeds, though I will say you should support Monica because she's amazing and she will do amazing work down in Dover. But, like, you know, find neighbors. Find uh, people who are willing to, you know, yell at their legislators to get things done. I think that's, you know, an important thing to do. It can't just be – I mean, the, I think the problem is we've been focusing mostly on – Electoral stuff, which is important, but it's not the only thing. And I think grassroots uh, work requires you to go to the grassroots and talk to the people, you know, living in in all those districts, living in, you know, RD-21, RD-22, and asking, you you know, why did you walk out of the bond bill?
1: And you know what? My district gets a bad rap, but I will say that I have a friend who... Runs a waxing salon, which I guess we would count as a small business, who is super passionate about organizing people in that business and good living conditions and making sure that they have solidarity. So I have to say, like, we get a bad rap, but there is a lot of really cool stuff happening, even if it's starting small. Yeah. And
0: I, 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 uh, I said today, I was like, you know, Cass and I was like, they got a Montessori school, they got artsy places. It could be fine. With uh,
1: with with the best, best soon to be four year old ever enrolled in Hocus and Ah, Montessori.
0: <laughs> nice. Yeah, my my mom was an assistant teacher there for, for when I was a kid for a long time, been fifteen years maybe. So yeah, I know those. I, I I assume it's sort of the same sort of people, but they're 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 good people. Um, yeah, I mean, I I think what you said is the the, the biggest takeaway is that if if you want people looking at the issues whether whether they're on your priority list, Nick, or they're not, we we need to get people uh, – we need to get the numbers up. These are rookie numbers. We need to get these numbers up, obviously. We can
1: make sports metaphors here on yeah. Highlands What's,
0: Bunker, Josh. That's the movie. That's the – what was the Wolf of Wall Street, right? Yeah, so yeah. Says, we got to get these rookie numbers. We got to get these numbers up. Yeah, I mean, I think – look, again, as I and – I, and I really do think I'm going to um, – I'm, I'm going to have a different perspective on electoral politics in Delaware going forward uh, in, until um, until until such time as I'm convinced that I don't need to have this anymore. Do you know what I mean? Okay. Um, and so I'm very, very soured on it. But I'm not, I don't think it all is lost. I can tell you. I know Nick Beard. We got to get Nick Beard into the House of Representatives. There's no question about that. I know Frank Burns. We got to get Frank Burns in the House of Representatives. We can't have you know people talking about the bond bill being skittles, or that we're giving the money back, or they just walk out. We can't have it. And so, yeah, we we have we 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 definitely need to stay in the game. Um, and I guess I'm I'm like taking two steps ahead and figuring out, you know. What the strategy is going to be, and whether people are going to be up for it. But the first step in that is to keep us in the game, and I think that's that's definitely what it is. So, Nick, thank you for coming. I'm still calling you Nick. I'm not calling you. Know you know what, Nick,
1: to my friends, and uh, the doctor beard is only to uh, people when I apply for a mortgage.
0: <laughs> Look, that's what we were saying. You can't you can't start you can't start one of these small businesses unless you can get a bank loan, mm. and so. You know,
1: my doctorate in law and gender studies is taking me places I never expected.
0: <laughs> uh well, th- thanks again for coming in. Josh, thank you always for coming in. Um, you know, I hope I I, I I know that and you mentioned the, the last uh, uh, Democratic candidates who have run in that district. Um, I know them, too. And I know um, that the. The infrastructure there uh, has been building, and I know you're you're the you're the perfect well. I said has been building,
2: you know. It's like, you know, sort of like it's one one step at a time. Gigi but, laid all that groundwork. We're gonna go find those people again.
1: And we even have a statewide now. We even have a statewide elected official from District Twenty Two. Oh yeah, Lydia York. Lydia York. Lydia York. Daughter of the
0: 22nd District. Lydia. You got to look. Lydia very quietly uh, just set up something to just trounce to everybody. So we got to get Lydia York on the Nick Beard train. Isn't Lydia York on the Nick Beard train? You
1: got to get Nick Beard on the Lydia York train, even if she has suspect taste in Star Trek Captains.
0: I'm not getting into any kind of Trekkie stuff. We, that's we are both
1: we are both adamant trekkies, which says something about the 22nd wait, district.
2: Wait, which 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 captain? You
1: know what? Have her in here and ask her yourself.
2: Okay, well, that's not my. This isn't my studio, so I, uh, that's incumbent on you. You know what?
0: Maybe uh, maybe I talked to Lydia York today. Maybe I didn't. But uh, everybody will have to just tune in to find out.
2: We got to do a. You got to do a follow up about who's her favorite captain, though.
0: We're not doing any fucking dorky, Trekky shit. not doing that nerd shit. The people want nerdiness. (laughs) The people who listen
1: to
2: this podcast are nerds. Rob, the nerds (laughs) have inherited the earth from you, John. It is. So
1: if anyone is interested in not only who my favorite Star Trek captain is, but I will also tell you what would be my first bill, feel free to go to my website, MonicaBeard4DE.com
0: monicabeard4de.com all of the stuff that we didn't talk about tonight that you're like, why did he go on a rant? Why did he start saying all this shit? I wanted to get the information. The information's on monicabeard4de.com Just go there.
2: We just did our announcement. We're going to be rolling out a lot more information as uh, the weeks go on. So.
0: And for a sufficient donation
1: I will tell you who the best villain in Star Trek history is.
2: Gosh, now I have to donate.
0: I want to find that out. That'd be crazy. The one good thing about Star Trek is...
1: The Utopian communist future?
0: Left is best.
1: Yeah.